Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, whenever you're listening to this podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. Hopefully you're having a fantastic Wednesday. I am Jameson, I am the genius, running solo today like I do most Wednesdays, trying to get you put on the right players at the halfway point of the week. Week 10 begins tomorrow night, but right now we're going to talk about the DFS side of things. We're going to take a look at the uh, main slate entries of the, uh, the upcoming weekend, week 10. We're going to take a look at that. If you're brand new to DFS, maybe you're thinking about starting with DFS, maybe you don't know quite what's going on. We have a great article on our website that kind of breaks down the terminology so you can go into these podcasts, you can go into those chat rooms and have an idea of what people are talking about when they talk about GPP. Maybe they're talking about cash games. You don't know what a cash game is. Maybe you don't know what DFS means, what it really is. We have a terminology article on the website that kind of breaks that down that kind of tells you what the different terms are when you hear these kind of things coming out in the chat rooms and the, the, the podcast and the, the different uh, formats that you listen to. So definitely take a look at our website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com, for that terminology article. Also take a look at our mastermind chat. If you're brand new to DFS, maybe you want to get started into it, definitely give a look at our mastermind chat. That's what we, what we created for, for any kind of questions, whether it be DFS or season long. I'll get back to you within 24 hours. Most likely will be within a couple hours. We'll keep that communication going to make you a better DFS and season-long owner. We also have our DFS and season-long packages still available. We're getting ready to cut those in half now that we're at the halfway point, so definitely take a look at them weekly and full-season packages available as well. If you've not followed us over on Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. On Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And as I talked about earlier on our website, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right on into the podcast today. Let's talk about DFS. Let's talk about the different ways we're looking at. But before we talk about the players, let's talk about the little different structures. If you're brand new to DFS, what you want to make sure is you don't have your entire bankroll in play on any given week. You want to make sure you have a percentage in play where that way if you have a rough week, you have uh, stuff to fall back on if you have a rough week. And those are going to happen with injuries, with bad plays. Those are going to happen. It's not, you're not guaranteed to have a, a monster week every week. Injuries do happen. This, this is a collision sport. We are going to see injuries. Big-name players go down, and it's hard to have a zero and uh, get your money back. So definitely want to make sure you have a bankroll um, format and play. What I like to do for, for uh, football compared to other sports is having 15 to 20% of your bankroll in play on any, any given week. No more than that. That way, like I said, if you have a rough week, you still have uh, a bankroll to fall back on. Excuse me. With football, it's a weekly sport where uh, basketball, NBA, baseball, f- uh, hockey, they're all uh, daily sports, so you, you want to have a little less of your bankroll in play on any given week because it is a daily sport. Where football is once a week, you can have a little more of your bankroll in play. I like to look at the 15 to 20% um, any given week. Of that 15 to 20%, I like to have 80% of that going to cash games, your cash games being your head-to-head, 50-50s, uh, double-ups, three-mans. And then having the uh, maybe 10 to 15% into the five mans, the 20 mans, the 100 man uh, entries, which are kind of on the borderline of those GPPs, and having a, maybe 3 to 5% into the big tournaments, the GPPs, the Millionaire Maker, the Fair, uh, fair Catch, the, the, the different big tournaments where you're fighting up against thousands of people. 
but they have those big paydays where you have a chance at. If I'm looking at different GPPs, I love the fair catch. It's a single entry for $12. I like the slant. It's one of those 150 max um, entries. But again, I like the flatter payouts than what the, the, the Millionaire Maker is. With the Millionaire Maker, you usually have about 25% going to first place, which means it's very top heavy. So you want to make sure you have a very uh, contrarian lineup for that kind of stuff there. You don't want to avoid the uh, cash game, the, I mean the, the chalky players, but you definitely want to make sure you have uh, a few players, if not uh, more than a few players, with a very low ownership. That way you have a chance to have a contrarian lineup and you're not splitting with a bunch of people. But again, my favorites are the fair catch and the slant over there on DraftKings. But I obviously do like the Millionaire Maker. It doesn't hurt to have a chance to win a million dollars any given week. This week, it's a $100 entry. It's a little more than what they normally do, $20. So they do have a $10 entry. I mean, a $10 uh tournament where first place I think is $300,000 but again it's very top heavy so those kind of tournaments there I'm definitely going to make sure I'm more contrarian than I am um, cat, uh, chalky for my, for my tournaments there Let's take a look at some of the players. Uh, I, I think the, pl the popular teams this week we're, we're going to see a lot of players look at is the Atlanta New Orleans and the Arizona Tampa Bay I think those are going to be very chalky uh, kind of ways of looking at. So what I'm looking at maybe is, is going to the Baltimore-Cincinnati game, maybe looking at the Buffalo side of the game against the Cleveland Browns. We know Josh Allen has tremendous upside any given week. He has slate-breaking ability. Pair him with uh, John Brown. Maybe even pair him with John Brown and Devin Singletary. That's the way of being a little more contrarian. If we look at the quarterbacks, let's go ahead and start right at the very top with Lamar Jackson. He has a fantastic matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals one of the worst defenses at covering the quarterback position. Uh, Patrick Mahomes sounds like he might be back this week going up against Tennessee. And we got Jameis Winston, number three on the list here. Uh, um, higher price than with Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I think Jameis Winston might be a player that we might be able to get lower owned just because people aren't going to want to play Jameis Winston compared to Drew Brees, compared to Aaron Rodgers, or they can go up a couple hundred more to pay Lamar Jackson or Patrick Holmes if he's healthy. That makes Lamar, uh, Jameis Winston a player that I might be having a, a lot of interest in, especially going up against Arizona's defense. Arizona does give up a lot of yards. We know Tampa Bay is going to have to uh, throw the ball to win the game. Arizona is going to be, uh, both teams are going to likely throw the ball as well. I'm a little undecided on how chalky this, this play is going to be. I obviously think that um, the wide receivers for Tampa Bay are going to be very chalky, but maybe we can get, avoid, get away with that with Jameis Winston being a little less chalky and being more of a little more contrarian just because you had the, the players around him. And, and being the third highest um, priced quarterback is a, a good thing in my opinion to go with someone like Jameis Winston this week against the Cardinals. If we go down a little further down the list, Obviously, I have to keep an eye on Jacoby Brissett, but if, if he can go, I think he has a nice matchup against the Dolphins. If he can't go, I do also like Brian Hoyer there as well, um, being, a, being a little lesser owned player. I talked about Mitchell Trubisky uh, last week. I still think that Mitchell Trubisky can have um, GPP winning upside. Yes, he's a, tr a horrendous quarterback this year. Um, he's regressing instead of progressing as, as he uh, gets more and more snaps. But that doesn't mean I'm not, I'm not going to look at him as well. I think Detroit has a very decent defense, but they are very susceptible against the pass. I think Trubisky has the has a, a path where we can see him kind of have one of those ceiling games, pairing up with um, popular plays, comparing up with Allen Robinson. But I like Taylor Taylor Gabriel to kind of pair him up. Maybe you could pair him up with both of them. That way you're taking a player that might be chalking Allen Robinson, but you're taking a, a, a double stack with a quarterback that's not going to be very highly owned at all, along with another wide receiver that won't be highly owned as well. If you do double stack, I do like to come back with a player from the opposing team. Obviously, for me, that's going to be either uh, Marvin Jones or Kenny Galladay against that Bears defense. 
Next up, let's go and take a look at the running backs. Obviously, if we take take a look at the top, Christian McCaffrey. His price went up from last week, sitting at 10-5 over on DraftKings. He's a full $1,700 more than what Saquon Barkley is. I still think the salary for McCaffrey is not where it should be. He is an absolutely cheat code in fantasy. But are we, are we going to be able to get there with that? Right now, I've not put it together too many too many teams, so I can't say that we can or can't. As it looks like, there is some value there uh, this week and on, in, in fantasy this week. So, so I think McCaffrey is reachable. I think if I'm going to have the uh, the Trubisky stacks, I'm definitely going to be running it with uh, McCaffrey because I can I can jump up to him with a cheaper quarterback and especially with one of the cheaper wide receivers. If I go Taylor Gabriel. But as it is right now, I definitely think McCaffrey is not to the price where he needs to be. That's crazy to say when you got a five-figure player right now. Other players I'm looking at, sounds like James Conner might go this week. Um, so I, I likely won't be touching the Pittsburgh side of things, especially with the, with the Rams defense. They are uh, getting better, seems like, as, as the weeks move along. I don't like the Pittsburgh side of things against the, the Rams defense. As for, as for the Baltimore Ravens, I think what, what I might do instead of going Mark Ingram against the Cincinnati Bengals defense, maybe you go with his back, back up and go Gus Edwards. I think he has a chance to have the, uh, possibly have a, have a decent game, um, especially if we can see Baltimore jump out to a lead early in Cincinnati. Maybe Gus is more of a Fando play with it being a PPR site for DraftKings, but I do like Gus as a possible value um, running back that might be lower owned. <coughs> Nick Chubb sounds like we're going to have Kareem Hunt back. I'm not worried about Kareem Hunt coming in and stealing carries. Yes, he's a talented running back, but he hasn't played in over a year. Nick Chubb is about the only player that's done anything for the Cleveland Browns. I still think Nick Chubb is going to be a low-end RB1. I do love him this week against Buffalo's defense. Buffalo might, on, on, on paper, look like a decent defense, but they have given up de- decent plays to opposing running backs. I think Nick Chubb has a chance to possibly um, hit value for both the ground game and the uh, rushing game against the Buffalo Bills. Marlon Mack, if we can't, uh, if Jacoby Brissett is not available to go this week, I do think Marlon Mack can be relied upon more and more on the ground and going against one of the worst defenses against the rush in Miami. Absolutely love Marlon Mack, and it seems like on a weekly basis, Mack is not owned as much as he can as he should be. But again, Mack is one of those players that has a low floor but has a tremendous ceiling. I do like Marlon Mack for GPPs. Todd Gurley going up against Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not very high on Todd Gurley this week. Um, tough defense. And we just don't know what kind of uh, role Gurley's going to have in the second half. He had some decent games in the first half, but a lot of that was touchdown dependent. <clears throat> so I definitely want to see what they're going to be doing coming out of the bye week with Gurley. David Montgomery seems like he's getting more and more work um, for the Chicago Bears. This is the way that we, we should have seen from the start. But against the Detroit Lions, I think this is, gonna, this is a game that could be a sneaky shootout. So I definitely do like the Chicago side. I think we talked about Mitchell Trubisky. I also do like Montgomery. I likely won't go Montgomery with Trubisky with my Trubisky teams, but I do like Montgomery for a GPP with his high upside. And hopefully he can continue to get more and more work. Jamal Williams for the Green Bay Packers. He continues to eat into the Aaron Jones production. Last week, Aaron Jones didn't have a great week. I think this is the bounce-back spot for Aaron Jones, so I likely will not have any shares of Jamal Williams. I think Williams might be a little popular just because of what he can do in the past game and the down week they had last week against the Carolina Panthers this week. I think Williams might be a little more chalky than the way I want to go this week. Devin Singletary going back to the Buffalo-Cleveland game. We're seeing Devin Singletary get more and more looks as the weeks go along. I think he's a player, if we go back to season long, he's a player that can win people their championships this year um, with the, the production he's going to get down the road. I think the second half is going to be his half to have. I do like him against the Cleveland Browns. And if he can get involved in the passing game, it makes him an even better play in my eyes. If we take a look at the, run, the wide receivers, 
Obviously, one of the better plays is going to be Michael Thomas going against the Atlanta Falcons defense. We know Michael Thomas has a very high floor, and his ceiling is just as high. I love Michael Thomas this week. Pair him up with Drew Brees. Yes, please. Tampa Bay. Michael Evans, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, both players are in play, obviously. I think they're both top 10 uh, wide receivers this week. Um, if th- this week, if I'm, if I'm picking one or the other, obviously last week I was wrong. I had Godwin last week. I'm going back to the well. I'm going Godwin this week. I like Godwin against the Arizona defense, um, but I like both of them to pair up, maybe a double stack with um, Jameis Winston and running it back with uh, maybe a Christian Kirk against that horrible Tampa Bay secondary. Cooper Cup, one of my favorite wide receivers this week. I think Cup is in for a nice spot against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're going to be they're going to have a hard time running the ball against that Pittsburgh defense, but I think the passing game can get going. I do like Cooper Cup pairing him up with Jared Goff as a low owned quarterback with a possibly a, a popular play at quarterback wide receiver with Cup. That's one way you can be contrarian by taking a popular player like maybe an Evans or Godwin and pairing them up with a lower owned quarterback in Jameis Winston. Go same thing with the with the Rams. I think Cup is going to be a popular play, but if you can get Jared Goff at lower ownership, that's the way of being a little more contrarian. Kenny Galladay, obviously each and every week I do like Galladay. The Bears' defense is not the way that we've seen in the years past. I do like the Detroit Lions side of things this week as well for GPPs. I think we're going to see a, a, a ceiling game eventually soon here from De- Devontae Adams. I think it, come, it could come this week against Carolina Panthers. Give me Adams this week. Pair him up with Aaron, uh, with Aaron Rodgers after a down week last week. Maybe we get both players lesser owned because of the down week from last week. And I don't hate the idea of pairing both of them up with, as well, Aaron Jones going with the double Aaron and Devontae stack in GPPs. And then running it back with McCaffrey. If you can find the funds, it's going to be tough. But maybe you can find the funds to do so with some, uh, value, some cheap options uh, near the minimum this week. A.J. Green sounds like he's going to be back against the Baltimore Ravens. We've seen big games out of A.J. Green against his Baltimore Ravens defense. If we hear that A.J. Green is not going to be uh, limited this week, I do love A.J. Green for, for tournaments. Maybe people forget how good he really is with, with him not playing this week. And we know that he has had some big games against his Baltimore's defense. I absolutely love A.J. Green if we hear no limited, he's not going to be limited. Sign me up for Green this week against the Baltimore Ravens defense. Tennessee, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the tight end position. This is where I like to usually spend down uh, in my cash games going with value tight ends, but I like to spend up in GPPs. Love Travis Kelsey, love Evan Ingram, love Austin Hooper. I think I think all three of the top options there have have fantastic options, but I like Gerald Everett a lot against this Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh defense. As I talked about, I think this will be much more of a passing game for the Rams than it is going to be a ground game. And with a lot of people going to Cooper Cup, I don't hate the idea of going Gerald Everett, uh, pairing up Gerald Everett with his quarterback, uh, Jared Goff, and avoiding the Cup uh, chalk. That way maybe you can kind of get uh, a couple touchdowns out of the tight end position. And all of a sudden maybe you're, you're uh, jumping up the leaderboard with a lot of people going Kelsey, a lot of people going Hooper, take a different tight end, pair him up, and then you're avoiding the, the, the chalky wide receiver from that offense. That's the way I'm looking at doing this week. <clears throat> I also don't hate uh, Chris Herndon. If we hear that he's going to play this week and have more of a, a, an impact than, we, than we've seen him have, I don't think he's caught a, uh, had a target just yet this year, but I still think he does have upside. If we hear that he's going to have some sort of a role into the game, last week he didn't get into the game, even though he was active, maybe they're holding him back, so I definitely want to keep an eye on Herndon this week. So if we do hear that he's going to play and he's going to have some sort of a role, I do not mind him against the Giants defense. Vance McDonald last week finally got involved with the passing game against the Rams defense. I think their, second, their, their safeties and linebackers are going to be had by the tight in position, but I don't hate the, the I don't like the quarterback in Pittsburgh. But I think Vance McDonald can have upside in this game against the Rams. 
Is this finally going to be an O.J. Howard game um, with the Arizona Cardinals struggling and struggling very mightily against tight end position? If O.J. Howard's going to have that breakout game, it's going to be this week. I do like Howard if he is healthy against the Arizona Cardinals. If he's not healthy, I think Cameron, Cameron Brace is going to be one of the most popular plays on, this, on the board. So personally, I hope it's going to be O.J. Howard, and maybe we get Howard at lower ownership because of how bad he's been. But again, it's, this is against the Arizona Cardinals. You do want to take uh, opposing tight ends against this defense. This defense is horrendous against tight ends. Love the Tampa Bay tight end. Braid will be popular. Maybe we can get uh, Howard a little less popular if he does start this week. That's my quick glance. Uh, it's a very quick glance at the, at, at the, the, the games again. Again, Remember, my article I have coming out every week is a game-by-game breakdown. I break down uh, for season-long and DFS, so definitely be on the lookout. Usually out is out on Fridays or Saturdays. We also have our Friday uh, podcast where we break down each and every game, kind of give you ideas where I'm looking at. Right now, we're just looking at the early look of the DFS, uh, the slate for Week 10. I'll have much more of, of that going going forward, where, where I and, and where I'm able to kind of have a more of a breakdown for the games. So definitely be on the lookout for that uh, podcast on Friday and our article for the game by game breakdown as well. We have more of a detailed look. Have a great day. Let's dominate those leagues.